Okay, so this is part five um, of release, uh, part five of release. And um, again, the first four parts have been a blessing. Um, we have these four statements that we made from our studies before. Uh, the first one was that, you know, God is saying that this is the season, this is the time, this is the period where his people are going to experience release. And indeed, a lot of us have already been experiencing, experiencing release or at least see where God is shaping things up and how things are moving and we see where release is coming in. We've noticed things in ourselves, things that we have to let go, things that we have to release. And so we're already experiencing that. Uh, statement number two was, if God is going to release me, then I need to make sure that there are no issues in recognizing and receiving uh, the release, right? And so we talked about how we've got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and we've got to do what we've got to do. We've got to be empty vessels in order to receive. Uh, and that was part two. Um, another uh, uh, statement we made was, I'm deciding to let go of everything behind me in order to pursue the things God has for me and take nothing with me that does not belong. Uh, and take nothing with me that does not belong. Even if it's good, even if I consider it a success, even if it's something that I used to hang my hat on, I used to be proud of this, I'm not taking anything with me that does not belong. And uh, Tuesday we had the statement uh, that I will not allow what I'm going through now uh, the statement was uh, from uh, uh, Tuesday, I will not allow what I'm going through now to break my spirit and have me believing that my release is not coming and have me deaf and unresponsive to the voice of God. And so that was the, those were the four uh, statements and the four declarations that we had. And I think that they've been a blessing. And it's so funny because, you know, sometimes these are planned out and sometimes they're not. I mean, sometimes we're going through these lessons and, and the Holy Spirit is like, hey, that's the declaration. So we'll see what happens um, uh, tonight. So tonight, when we're for release, release part five, what we're talking about um, is, is God releasing you, is, that, is, is the portion of God releasing you. Remember, we talked about all the different parts of release where God has things in store for us that he's releasing, that there are things in our life that we have to release. There are people in our lives we have to release, mindsets we have to release, uh, 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 things we should hang our hat on and, and points of pride that we've got to release. And, and so for part, part five, what God is saying right now is, is that God is releasing us. God is going to talk to us tonight about him releasing you, that God is going to release you, right? And here we go. Release you for work that he has for you, okay? Now, there's some foundational stuff that we've got to talk about right now um, uh, when it comes to God releasing us. Found just, just a foundational statement that we have to make before we start going into this uh, 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 lesson, and it's key. We have to understand these two things. Uh, uh, the first thing is that we have to understand that this walk with Christ, that my salvation, that, that this relationship with Christ is not a spectator sport, okay? Listen, it is not a spectator sport. And I understand what church has done has made, they've got us these buildings with comfortable seats, with wonderful temperature controlled rooms, with great theater and great lights and great sound systems. And so what happens is you get so many people coming to a building, sitting down and watching people do stuff and it's become a spectator sport. But this is not a spectator sport. It's not for people to watch. It's for us to participate in God's work, okay? So we have to understand that, first of all, before we even talk about God releasing us, is that I now have to make sure that I understand that, that, that God's work on earth is not a Rick thing that I support, okay? For people who are listening and don't know me as Rick, for, for Claude, this is not something for me to participate. It's not something for me to watch Rick or watch Claude do what God is calling him to do, and I'll just support. No, 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 no. There's no supporting roles. There's no spectators in this. 
everybody participates in the work of God. That's one thing that impact is built on foundationally, that everybody is here doing the work of God, right? Now watch this, 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19. Again, 2 Corinthians 5, 18, uh, we'll go 18 through 20. Uh, this is not a spectator sport, foundational. You won't even, listen, you won't even understand God releasing you until we get this into our head. That the work that God has is not something that, oh, well, that's something for that special person or for prophet is this and prophet that and evangelist this. No, no, no. This is for you as well. No spectators. Here we go. And this is how you're going to understand release. Second Corinthians 5, 18 through 20. It says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world uh, to himself in Christ not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Here we go. We, not just Rick, not just the singer, not just, you know, the pastor you like to listen to. No, no, no. We are there for Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us, not just one single person. It is not a spectator sport. The moment you sign up for this and you are walking with God, God is now saying, I am now giving you this ministry of reconciliation where I will be speaking through you trying to reconcile the world back to me. We, listen, he is releasing us to do these things. It says, now we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled with God. And so we look at this scripture and we're understanding the fact that it is foundational to understand that, that, that we are all participants in this work, right? When we talk about God releasing us. Now, watch this, Ephesians 2.10. We're getting in the Bible tonight, y'all. Ephesians 2.10. This, 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 this will make us uncomfortable being spectators, and it should, and it should. Again, he's given us this work of reconciliation, right? Ephesians 2.10, I'm reading from the NIT, uh, the NIT, New International Version. It says, for we are God's handiwork, watch this, created in Christ to do what? To do good works, watch this, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Okay? So, he's, so, so, so now we're in the point in, in part five where we're talking about God releasing us. He's releasing you. We talked about being set free. We're talking about letting go. And we talked about us, but we're being released so that he can release us, come on, y'all, to do the good work that he has prepared for us in advance to do. Okay? Listen, remember one of those definitions where we talked about, about being able to freely operate. God is, is freeing you up, and God is releasing you now so you can freely operate in your gift with power and able to flow freely without restrictions, okay? Maybe you've been trying to, to do something before you ran into corporate-like like corporate -like brick walls at churches or something like that, but God is saying, I, I, I am about to release you, watch this, and, and you'll be able to operate freely in your gift with the power of the Holy Spirit and able to flow freely, right? Yes, and here's the thing, all of us participate in this, right? This, yes, me, imperfect me, uh, 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 crazy me, insecure me, making bad decisions me, making dis uh, mistakes me. God has work for all parts of you. He's going to take that whole thing and he's going to have you working um, uh, uh, for his glory. We were not meant to be immobile. We were not meant to be ineffective and we were not meant to be idle. We were never meant to be spectators. It says that he has given us this work of reconciliation and now it is on me it is my responsibility now to take that ministry of reconciliation. I see you, Sierra. Amen. You're right. To take that ministry of reconciliation and now go to those who don't know and go to those who have, who have backslidden and go to those who are far from God and say, he's still here. He loves you. 
That's my ministry. You want to know what your purpose is? You want to know what your calling is? I'm going to save you two hours. You don't have to fill out a survey. Your purpose and your call is to reconcile people back to Christ. That's it. Amen? And that's the good work that God has for us in Christ that he prepared in advance for us to do. Now, here's where you got to be careful. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because sometimes I get in trouble and people think I church bashed. And so, and so I'm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because I don't want to get on trouble, in trouble. You have to understand, too, that, 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 that the work of the ministry, watch this, and this work that we're doing uh, 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 for God, uh, kingdom work, is not necessarily the same as church work. Understand, I'm not bashing church. I'm not saying, but what I'm saying is, is that it is not necessarily church work. When you build an organization or you build a, a church, you know, obviously there are, are duties and things that have to happen and have to go on uh, in order for that church to operate or for that church to function. Uh, and in some ways, indirectly, yes, you can be doing the work of the ministry when you do the church work, but a lot of things is just work to help that organization uh, continue on and to move forward. And it's not necessarily church work. And what I'm saying is you can go for years, five years, 10 years, and you're doing all this work for the church, but you haven't saved one soul. You haven't redeemed one person. You haven't done any of the work that God has created for his saints to do. And it's not your fault. You've just been told that this is kingdom work by doing some of the stuff that the church needs you to do. And they will keep you tied up and tied down in obligations. Watch this. If you have more rehearsals, and you're having more meetings, then you're having evangelistic outreach, something's out of whack. That's right, Crystal. I see you. Church work versus kingdom work. And again, this is not a church bashing session. We just need to open up our eyes to say, hey, you know what? I love doing the work that I do for my church, and that's fine. But I need to understand that it's not that some of it's not kingdom work. It's just the work that the organization needs. And here's how you know the difference. Because if that organization was to stop functioning in that day, the work for that organization would stop, Right? Now, if that organization stops today, the kingdom work still goes on. If impact stops today, watch this, St. Anne still goes on. Feeding the homeless still goes on. The Maceo H. Jones Foundation feeding the homeless on Thanksgiving, that still goes on. All, Nova HCI Human Trafficking Initiative, that stuff still goes on. Street ministry, evangelizing the gospel in the street, that stuff still goes on. So that's not church work, that's ministry work. Okay, so we, so we see the difference there because you can get so tied up in all these obligations for years and years and years. I did it. I did it to where you're looking around and you're saying, wait a minute. You know, yeah, I'm cutting sound on and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. and I'm doing this. That's right. Ministry work is daily. You're right, Crystal. Who am I leading to Christ? And that doesn't mean stop doing this. If you're on this line and you go to a church and you're working for your church, this is not me telling you to stop working for your church. What I'm trying to tell you is you need to be able to discern the difference between the church work and ministry work. And you better make sure that, 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 that your gift and that you're able to operate freely in ministry and saving souls. And this ministry given to us by God, the same way given to Jesus, we read it in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20, the ministry of reconciliation he has entrusted to us that now he, he now wants to redeem man back to him, and he's making that appeal through us, through us. That's ministry, amen? So again, it's not a spectator sport. It ain't for you to come and watch the pastors. It's not for, no, 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 it's for all of us to participate in that work, right? Now watch this, now watch this. We also have to understand this. 
that, that, that now that we've been given, because here's, here's why we can't get caught up in things that's not ministry work and that's not, because it's now expected that since you've been given this ministry of reconciliation, that we are good stewards over this ministry of uh, uh, reconciliation and that we operate and serve in this ministry. Because God has given it to you, he expects you to be a good steward. Stewardship's not just about money, it's about what God has entrusted us with. And so if he has now entrusted us with this work of reconciliation, we now have have to be good stewards over it, right? And we have to operate in this. Watch this. Go to 1 Peter 4.10. 1 Peter 4.10 is for all of us. I'm going to take a little bit of water here. Did I do okay? I, I hope I wasn't church. I hope I wasn't perceived as church fashion. If not, um, I, hope, I hope I did okay on that one. I tried to move as fast as I could. Here we go. 1 Peter 4.10. Uh, uh, it says, and this is NIV, each of you should use whatever gift you have received Thank you, Chris. She said, nope, it's all good. All good. Thank you. I appreciate it. She said, each, first, uh, first Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to what? Serve others. That means every single one. I'm looking at people on this call. That means Charles. That means Crystal. That means Sierra. That means Gwen, Eugenia, uh, Denise. Everybody on this call, man, get to everybody. Get to everybody. But every single person, watch this, who, whatever gift you have received, you ought to use it to serve others. Now watch this, we just talked about this, about this ministry of reconciliation given to us, God expects us to be good stewards. It says, as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. There we go, he's given us this ministry of reconciliation, he's given you gifts, and now you're supposed to use that gift, however, whatever gift he's given you, to serve someone else. And it says, as faithful stewards of both the ministry and the weight and the responsibility of reconciliation, and also as a good steward of my gift, I have to merge these things, come on, y'all, to make sure that I am a good steward, reconciling people back to God, using whatever gifts God has given me. Listen, some people like to talk. You're a talker. Somebody needs to hear you talk. Some people can sing, and they'll get you in the presence of God. Some people, I mean, you know, are, are real charismatic, and so you meet them, and they're really nice people. People like to hang out with them, and you use that influence to usher people back to God. There's just so many different things and so many different gifts that God has given us. Come on, somebody, that if we're not trapped into thinking that it only involves church work, then maybe we can all get out here in the streets and do other things to bring people up in, uh, to, uh, uh, into Christ with that ministry of reconciliation. We're talking about expectation to operate in this thing, y'all. Here we go. Because it's important, because what God is getting ready to do, he's getting ready to do this with impact, and I believe he's getting ready to do this with individuals. I've already seen this with impact. I know this is coming with, with impact fellowship, uh, but, but, but I believe it's coming also to individuals that God, I see you, I see you uh, uh, crystal clear coaching. Yeah, he, this is what God's about to do. Watch this, that God is now getting ready to release you to do his work, that he's getting ready to send you out and you've got to have this mindset in you that was also in Christ. We can go through that scripture if you guys want to. I got to keep moving. We got a prayer call at eight. Uh, I was going to give us that number. Here we go. Hebrews 5.12, again, here we go, watch this. This is what I'm talking about when I say uh, holding our time, um, I'm doing things and being idle or doing work that's not ministry work, right? Uh, uh, wasting that time. Uh, so, so the writer of Hebrews is explaining to these guys uh, deep things in these first uh, nine verses, or verse, uh, first, uh, first 10 verses. But now he says, we have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, watch this. By this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. We're talking about the expectation that, listen, that for some of us who have been in church and been saved and been delivered and set free and in the Holy Ghost field and all that kind of, somebody spinning your wheels doing stuff that don't matter. He's saying by this time, 
I mean, what else do you need? By this time, you ought to be teachers of the word. Yet and still, you still need somebody to come teach you. God is getting ready to release you to where this go, that, that, where we won't be living in the point now where we can look at our, where we look at our lives and say, okay, by this time I ought to be, I should have been doing this. Or oh, by now I ought to have been teaching. No, 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 no. He is getting ready to release us and we're going to move past our ought to been. <laughs> it ain't going to be no more, well, by now I ought to have been. No, 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 no. He's releasing you, y'all. Get ready for this releasing to the work. Now, here we go. Here we go. Another foundational thing we got to understand. Number one, we had to understand that it's not a spectator sport. This is for everybody. God has a work for, that's right, Ma, time to move. God has a work for everybody to do, number one. Number two, he's given us this work, right? And so there's an expectation that we will be faithful, good stewards over the gifts and the work set before us, right? And here's the foundational statement number three, that God is also going to provide everything you need to do the work. You ain't got to figure it out. He's going to provide everything that you need. Watch this. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. This is, this is one that we used a while back. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I'm going to use, uh, uh, I'm gonna use uh, uh, NRT. Here we go. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Now, we're talking about receiving things that we need, material things. But watch this. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will what? Abound in every good work. Making sure that you have everything you need, your personal stuff is taken care of, that the stuff that you need to, 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 to operate in your gift, all this stuff is taken care of, making sure that you have all that you need so that having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God making sure that you have every single thing that you need. Now let's go to Mark, let's go to Mark 6. Now again, because it's all about being able to what? Abound in every good work, to do every good work. Mark 6, we're talking about uh, the foundational understanding we have to have that God is going to provide everything we need. He's going to release me, but he's not going to release me without having everything that I need, right? Here we go. Here we go. Let's go to, uh, uh, where we at? We have Mark 6. Mark 6, uh, 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 we'll start um, at 7. Um, here's Jesus. Uh, Jesus went from teaching from village to village. Here's Jesus teaching village to village. Jesus uh, calling the 12 to him. He began to send them out two by two, and watch this, gave them what? Authority over impure spirits. God is going to send you out with the authority and the power that you need in order for him to transform the lives that you touch. When he sent them out two by two, he did what? Sent them with the authority. We talked about authority a couple, because uh, with authority comes the ability to speak. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. You may have to go back on a bus route. He's going to send you out with the authority. It's like he sent them out over what? The impure spirits. Understand this too. So number one, he's going to send me out with, the, he got all the things that I need. We saw that in 2 Corinthians. We see that uh, he's going to send us out with all the authority that we need. Uh, 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 but then here, we also see he sent them out two by two. God is, listen, and this is very important. God is also going to connect you with all the people that you need, okay? He's going to connect you with all the people that you're supposed to. And, and here's what's so important about that. You can't get caught up on who it is. You can, oh, I want to work with this person. Or I want to minister with that person or this pastor, this and this person. No, 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 no. God is going to put you together with people. It's so funny because I remember years and years and years and years ago when we're going to Bible college, me and Crystal would be sitting outside the Bible college after class talking in the parking lot. And she said something about, you know, I feel for some reason we're linked up with something with ministry or whatever. But she said it in passing. I think about it every single time I see her come through impact. But she talked about that years and years and years ago. Listen, God's going to make the idea. Yes, that's right. Divine connections, Crystal, you're right. God is going to make sure that you're attached to 
whoever he needs you attached to to do that work. The problem is we need to make sure that we don't try to attach ourselves to people who's not a part of this work that he has for you. Amen. That's, that's just relationship dynamics. That don't mean cut people off. That just means you got to understand the dynamics of folks that God wants you to work with. Okay. Now watch this. Uh, we got to stop trying to discern it. You're hundred percent right. Crystal don't chase. Don't try to attach and don't afford and don't force anything. That's not there. Don't for, listen, listen, impact, does not have marketing meetings. We don't go reaching out to try to bring people in to do this or do that. No, 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 no. Impact does the work and God sends the people that's going to do the work. Okay, with impact. That's how it happens. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, uh, I want to keep going uh, in, in, in Mark 6. He also tells them in verse 8, these were his instructions. Watch how this, watch how this ties into, into release. It says, take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money uh, in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Come on, y'all. He is saying, don't take any, I'm going to release you. I'm going to send you out. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you people. I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. But he says, but listen, don't take the, don't take anything that you do not need. We just talked about that in release two, two things ago, that I'm not going to take anything with me for what God is releasing me to, that I don't need to go there. Amen. And so we got to be okay with letting things go, letting people go, changing dynamics of relationship. We got to be fine with that because when he sends you out, he's telling you, I'm going to send you out. You've got authority. I'm going to connect you to the people, but I also need you to leave some stuff behind. But I also need you to leave some stuff behind. Okay, here we go. Let's go to Luke 10. This is a, this is a heavy Bible night tonight, y'all. That's, that's, that's okay because, you know, Impact don't mind reading the Bible. I know that. That's why I love Impact. It's a heavy Bible night. Here we go. Luke 10. Uh, 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 Luke 10. Now, this is, similar, this is similar to what we just read. I'm sorry. This, uh, Luke 10. This is similar to what we read in Mark 6. Um, now, but in this in instance... He is sending out. Um, he's sent, he's sending out the. Uh, uh, he's sending out seventy-two. He's sending out seventy-two followers, and he sent them two, uh, uh, two by two as well. But it says he sent them ahead. He sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. Understand that it's not about you, right? That he is sending and releasing you to do a work with authority, with power, with everything you need, right? But it is coming in advance of him. It is always pointing people back to him that I'm coming. Yes, you see me, but I'm coming in the name of Jesus. It, it's not me doing the work. He sent them into every town where he was about to go. And so when he sends us out, we got to remember because people get caught up in names and personalities and things like that. And they think that it's me or they think that it's you or they think that it's the person that you're with. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm, I, I almost feel like John the Baptist. I'm coming, I'm coming ahead of the God who's going to save you. I'm coming out here being his mouthpiece. He's on it. That's right. We are representing him. That's right, Krista. And I'm coming, I'm coming down here to Franklin Square Park, handing out sandwiches and praying with people. But believe me, it ain't about me. I'm coming out here because God is on his way down here to do something miraculous here in this park. It, I mean, imagine the day we come down there, we're praying with people, and in the same day, people are finding housing and finding food. I mean, that's crazy. But I believe it can happen, right? And so he's sending us before him, right? It's not my work to finish. It's his work to finish. It's not my name on it. It's his name on it. Come on, y'all. And so we're sending this out. Now, we got to understand, too, that it's a timing thing, okay? Here's one of our last points. A, a timing thing. All right. And, and, and here's the thing. When it comes to timing, yes, there's a wait with timing. There's a wait, and then there's a go. we got to understand that. Because sometimes when we think about timing, i got to wait on God's timing, got to wait on God's timing. Anytime we talk about God's timing, we always talk about how we had to wait on God's timing. We never say, okay, God's timing is for me to go now. We, we let that creep in and we let that hold us back from going now. But what I'm saying is there is a wait. Don't forget, Jesus, I mean, he was, he was born divine. 
But he waited. It, it wasn't until he was 30 that he started his ministry, right? And, and as a matter of fact, what's interesting too is the first thing he did was turn water into wine. Um, his mom knew that there was something special about him because they were at the wedding. They ran out of wine. She goes to Jesus and asks him, can you, can you do something? about this can you turn, can you can, can you make more wine he says it's not my time right and so that shows us the timing however she told uh, 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 people who were standing by said hey do whatever he says meaning there was something up until that point that she saw in him that made her understand or believe that he can do something miraculous here but still he didn't launch into ministry until it was what his time so she's seen this before in him that's why she asked him to do something about it that's why when she told them go do whatever he tells you to do she knew that as long as you guys do what he tells you to do He'll be able to get to make more wine, and, but but he still had to wait. So there, so there is a wait. I mean, even David had to wait. But we got to remember also there is a go now. Jonah could not wait. God wanted him to what? Go now. There is a go now. And so for some of us, we 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 have paralysis because we're waiting. We're analyzing. We got to wait for someone to, for some earthly person to release. I need them to release me and cover me in ministry. I need them to no 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 no. And what God is saying is no no no. I'm releasing you. I'm doing it. You're going before me, and I want you to go now. And so some of us have to get into our spirits that now is the time. And don't forget, I'm talking about uh, uh, Tuesday, how God moving with his strong hand caused Pharaoh to let Israel go. God will use his strong hand to let you know that the time is right now. <laughs> he will make something uncomfortable. He'll flip things that you thought was sure, something that you thought was, was a lot, something that you thought was solid. He'll flip it upside down and say, no, 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 no. This is my strong hand telling you that, no, I am releasing you and I'm releasing you now. No, you're not perfect. No, you don't have everything figured out, but I'm going to what? Give you everything you need. I'm going to give you authority. Just don't take nothing you don't and go. And go. Here we go. Because there's a now in it. A few scriptures I want to give you guys as we close out tonight's devotion. And I hope it leaves you fired up to think, you know what? There is a ministry that God has for me. There is a now that God has for me. There is something that I need to roll my sleeves up and I need to get going and do right now. It's not a spectator sport. He's given us all this ministry of reconciliation. He's given us all gifts. And the Bible says we are to serve one another in love with these gifts and as, as faithful stewards of the grace God has given us. Okay, here we go. Uh, 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 watch this. First Corinthians fifteen eighteen. Uh, I'm sorry. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. It says, "Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable. Here we go. Always abounding in the what work. Always abounding in the work of the Lord, not the work of the church. Come on, y'all. The work of the Lord, knowing that the knowing that the uh, Lord, uh, knowing that in the Lord." Your labor is not in vain. First Corinthians 15, 58. Uh, I got two more scriptures. We want to move. Uh, Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus came to serve. And if through his work we are now joint heirs, right? We're now adopted. He came to serve. And said, now we're expected to serve. We've been given that same ministry of reconciliation. Now, 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. I've got to figure out which, what verse this is. I, I, didn't, I didn't write that down. But it says, now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray uh, to mute idols. However, you, you were led. Therefore, I want you to, uh, you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is a curse. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gift, gifts, but what? The same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And we have to abound in that work, y'all. 
in whatever gift. There's a variety of them, variety of gifts, variety of services. And we have to make sure that we are doing what God has called us to do, reconciling people back to him, and we do it in love.